This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'm going to answer some questions from our listeners about engineering career decisions, all right? A lot of big decisions, a lot of big choices. There's some very interesting questions around flexibility in your career, learning in your career, broadening your horizons in your career. In the Take Action Today segment at the end of the show, I want to give you a piece of advice that you can kind of use for your whole career and your life so that you're not just stumbling along. Not that you are, but we tend to kind of be lackadaisical about some very important decisions in our careers and in our lives, and I want to talk to you about addressing that. Before we get into the main segment of our show, I do want to take a minute here to tell you about our private forum that we run called the Engineering Mastermind. We love that you listen to our podcast, but now you can take it one step further. The Engineering Mastermind community allows you to discuss the ideas on these podcasts with Chris, with myself, with other motivated engineers. We're constantly striving to improve the community with the ultimate goal of helping you improve your personal and professional development by taking action. You have to take action. And you can start doing so by going to theengineeringmastermind.com. The community is going through an entire revamp right now. We're just about to start our beta testing trial of the new forum software that we'll be rolling out in January, and it's dynamite. Get in now while you can before we do raise prices, which we may or may not. I'm still debating that. We really want to just make it a comfortable community and an open community for engineers to succeed, thrive, and help each other. All right, now I want to give you a quote related to today's episode to bring us into the main segment. And the quote is from Brian Tracy. If what you are doing is not moving you towards your goals, then it's moving you away from your goals. I want you to think about that quote for a second while I repeat it. If what you are doing is not moving you towards your goals, then it's moving you away from your goals. It's important to have clear goals in your career. I talk about that all the time. Once you have them, everything you do should be moving you in the direction of those goals. And if it's not, then you've got to reevaluate whether or not you should be doing that. And that's just leading us into some of the questions we're about to get here in the main segment, which we're going to jump into right now. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show. As I said earlier, I'm going to answer some questions from our listeners on different career decisions. The first one is from Khadija in New York, a recent graduate. Hello, my name is Khadija. I had my bachelor's degree as a civil engineer in December 2013 from a school in Virginia. Since then, I came back home to develop my career and got a job six months ago in a local firm as a construction manager. I would like to know what I can do to get a job in an international firm? Thank you. Good question, and a question that's applicable to many engineering professionals that want to shift in their career, make a switch, different discipline, different sector, different department in their company. The first thing I'll say, which is an easy one, is make sure you have the right credentials, right? Certain disciplines, certain positions require a license, a certification that can bolster your resume, that can help you be more qualified for that position. Make sure you understand what 
those credentials are if you're going to make a move and start working on getting them right now. Do your research on companies that work internationally. Maybe they have local offices and build your network around these people. Use LinkedIn. We have several resources on our website. If you go to engineeringcareercoach.com, in the search bar on the side, on the blog, type LinkedIn, and you'll get all kinds of podcasts and resources. You want to use LinkedIn to build your network around people that work in firms that do international work. The other point I'll give you, and this has been coming up a lot lately, is to reach out to your alumni association for engineers working internationally. I mean, it's an easy way to go. You went to a school in Virginia, go back to your school. If they have an engineering alumni association, that's even better. And see if there's a way you can work with the alumni office to put you in contact with someone from your school that works for an engineering firm that does international work, and they can maybe get the ball rolling for you, maybe even get you a job there. I know that's a lot to ask, but typically alumni want to help fellow alumni. Thank you, Khadija. All right, next one is from Thanos from Greece, a young engineering professional. Now listen up here because this is one that I know a young professional in Greece you think may not be applicable to you if you're someone here in the U.S. or somewhere else where it may not line up exactly with Greece as far as similarities go. But I think in this question, Thanos gives us two interesting points that can apply pretty much to everyone. So here it goes. Hi, my name is Thanos and I'm a structural engineer from Arta, Greece. I graduated from the University of Patras eight years ago, and I have experience in structural analysis of residential buildings working in my own firm, which is something that's very typical to do here in Greece. The thing is that our country has been in a great economic struggle for about six years, and there is no sign that something will change anytime soon. That said, I'm in serious thoughts about trying to work in another country, and I was wondering how someone starts looking for jobs in structural engineering, giving the small business network I have by working here in a small town in Greece. So I had two main questions that I would really like your opinion on. Number one, here in Greece, we graduate from the university after five years of studies, which is the equivalent of three years of a bachelor and two years of a master's. It's just an equivalent, as people I know that worked in other countries have told me that this is not considered to be a master's in those other countries. So I had thoughts of doing a master's in an effort not only to increase my knowledge in a specific topic, but also to grow my business network. However, a master's degree from a good university costs a lot of money that I can't afford to pay right now. So I thought that it would be better if I tried to take an exam to become a chartered engineer, like the one someone takes from the Institute of Structural Engineers in London. What is your opinion about that? Is it worth the effort and especially the study time as I don't have a lot of experience practicing the Euro codes? Here in Greece, we have our own codes. They are based on Euro codes, but they still are different, as well as coping with such difficult structural problems in everyday work. All right, so Thanos, for your first question, my answer is yes, do it. A prestigious credential like a chartered engineer will broaden your opportunities. All right, and it's going to force you to learn some things that you haven't been able to pick up in your small town in Greece. But the bottom line is, is that what you need to understand in this situation, this applies to all listeners, your resume, what you've accomplished, your credentials, your knowledge, your education, it gives you X amount of opportunities. Your network, the more you build it and grow it, the opportunities will expand. So if all of a sudden you become a chartered engineer, now the opportunity to get hired by a company gets a lot broader. Now a lot of other companies may be interested in you. If you get another degree, again, depending on your situation, you don't have the money for a degree. But if someone out there got a degree, it may give them an opportunity to get hired by a couple hundred firms that wouldn't have hired them before. 
So bolstering your resume, your credentials, that can definitely help you. And I would say for you, it's going to be a good thing for you to do because number one, like you said, you only know the Greek codes. So by going out there and having to learn other codes and getting a credential, it's just going to help you broaden your horizons. So I would do that. And I would, for our listeners out there, think about how you can broaden your own horizons. And the second question from Thanos, beyond that, I was also wondering or thinking about applying for a job as a volunteer engineer in organizations like Bridges to Prosperity. I am really interested in this kind of work that changes so many people's lives. Moreover, they do some really great jobs and they cooperate with really great organizations like big engineering companies. So I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to grow my network and meet like-minded people. Again, yes, definitely. If you have the time to volunteer in an organization like this, grow your knowledge and grow your network, it's again only going to help you to broaden your opportunities, Thanos. And if you want to get out of that small town in Greece as far as your profession goes and you want to expand your career, then absolutely do these things. If you're willing to put the time in, it's not going to hurt you. It's going to grow your network. It's going to grow your knowledge. So great questions. All right, next one we have Allah from the United Arab Emirates. He's a recent graduate and he says, I have a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering, but I'm not really interested in that field. But I did, however, find education much interesting. Do you think that if I complete my master's and PhD in education, it's a wise career path? Is there a good opportunity to find a job later on? This is a bit of a tricky question for me here because whenever you're talking about investing more time in education, in my opinion, you really need to evaluate the benefits of it because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. What I would recommend to Allah is before you do any kind of additional degrees like a master's or PhD in education, you get some kind of experience in that field first. Because you don't want to jump into something like a master's degree or a PhD program without knowing you really want to do it. As Thanos just mentioned in the last question, it's a lot of money. It's also a lot of time and a lot of energy. I don't want to contradict what I said in the last question, but credentials can be helpful, but they're time-consuming. So you don't want to just do any credential. You should think about your goals. Think about your long-term vision for your career. Invest your time and efforts into the credentials that are going to help you get there as soon as possible. That would be my answer to that question. It's not just okay to go and get a master's degree in education just because it's another degree you could tack onto your resume. Try to get a teaching job first or try to volunteer to teach first and see if you really like it. It's going to be worth it. All right, next one, Matt from San Francisco, a recent graduate. I'm looking to make a switch from the field to design. I would like to know what the basic procedures are for a civil design engineer is expected to know in order to make up for the time lost. I mean, this is a tricky question, Matt. Basically, Matt's saying that he's a civil engineer and he wants to go from being in the field into being a design engineer in the office. The answer is, it depends on your specific discipline, Matt. For example, I was a civil engineer doing site work. I didn't learn anything in school about site work. And it was also a field that was very based on geographic region, right? The codes, the local codes, the zoning, the climates. You really have to talk to people in your field there. I would consider finding a mentor in your field that can help you put together a plan for learning and getting up to speed on what you're going to need to be a good design engineer in your region in the office. Why reinvent the wheel, Matt? I don't want to tell you to go take a course or get a degree or do something to try to learn something about when someone right there in your neighborhood may be able to give you the most pointed and proven advice you can get. I think it's great. I do think that going from the field to being a design engineer in the civil world 
is great because you have a lot of practical field knowledge. It's going to make you a really great design engineer because you're going to know how practical your designs are. But talk to someone who has been a design engineer that can help you with that. And better yet, if you can find someone that went from field to office, be even the best match you can find. So check with your local maybe associations and see if you can match up with someone. All right, the last one here before we jump into the Take Action Today segment is from Matt Sheenan from Emory Ride Aeronautical University, Prescott, Arizona, an engineering student. I'm a freshman just starting to study engineering. I'm currently enrolled in aerospace engineering, but considering switching to mechatronics engineering, this field seems kind of neat. My question is, do companies such as NASA, Boeing, and GE hire mechatronics engineers. All right, Matt, listen, thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate the support. Don't take this too critically, but what does neat mean to you? You said that it sounds neat. I don't want you to make a career decision because something sounds neat like mechatronics engineering. I want you to find out if it's something that's sustainable. And I think that you have intentions of doing that, which is why you asked the question about GE and NASA, if they're going to hire engineers. Good question. That's something that definitely should be looked into for sure. And the way to do that is to go on their website, do some research online, try to find an engineer that works there that has that degree or has that discipline, right? Even better, like I said before in the first question of this episode, check with the alumni association there at the University of Prescott, Arizona, and see if they have anyone that's graduated in mechatronics engineering and where they're working. That might really help you. I think that that would be a really good way to go, quite frankly. And I don't know if the program has been around long enough for that. But listen, we can't base career decisions off of something that sounds neat or sounds cool. We've got to set ourselves up for future success. We've got to make sure that what we're doing is going to give us value that we can then transmit to others. And if you do that, you're going to win. You're just going to win. That's the bottom line. And Matt, you may have hit the nail on the head. Mechatronics engineering might be the next best thing for you to do to get the best jobs when you get out of school. Just do the best you can to firm that up. One of the things too that I want to mention here is we've a recurring theme in this episode is credentials, additional certifications. I just want to recommend the book that I read that's a very short book. It's an easy read and it's not specific to engineering careers, but it's by Mark Cuban. It's called How to Win at the Sport of Business. If I can do it, you can do it. And basically what I love about it is it's very practical. It's just Mark Cuban giving practical business, career, professional advice. And what's really great about it and why I'm thinking about it from this episode is because he doesn't put a lot of faith in these additional degrees, like the master's degrees. Now, I understand in the world of engineering, a master's degree can be very critical. But what I'm saying to you is is that a master's degree requires a tremendous amount of time, energy, and money which is great. If you find something that's going to help you in your career and you're willing to invest time, energy, and money, go for it. But what I'm saying to you is before you make those investments, validate that the result is going to help you in your career. And what Mark Cuban recommends is try to get your feet dirty a bit. Try to roll up your sleeves and dig in and see if you really, really like it. I say get your feet dirty because I'm thinking construction boots. If you want to go out in the field, if you want to get into things and see how things really work, go and try to do that. Don't just say I'm going to sign up for a degree because it's going to look good on my resume. And again, I'm all for master's degrees. I have one myself, but it's got to make sense for you. 
All right, the show notes for today's episode will be at techpodcast.com, T-E-C-C podcast.com. Just go to engineeringcareercoach.com and look for episode 137. The show notes are going to contain a summary of the key points discussed in today's episodes, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books that I did mention. Right now, I want to transition into the Take Action Today segment of the show, and I want to give you some pointed advice on how to move forward with decision-making in your career. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. We try to wrap the show up and give you something actionable to take and implement. Before we jump into our segment here, I want to take a minute again to mention our private forum that we run called The Engineering Mastermind. This forum allows you to discuss the ideas on our podcast episodes directly with my co-host Chris, myself, or other motivated engineers who are part of the community. It also gives you a way that you can really support our podcasts, which we really appreciate because they are free, but we want to keep them going. So please consider joining the community of motivated engineers like you by visiting theengineeringmastermind.com. All right, today's point that I want to close with is very simple. Don't wing it in your career, right? I know that sounds like, duh, that's obvious, but it's not always that obvious, People just go about their career doing it, whatever they get going, whatever direction they get pulled in day to day. I'm on the train. I'm on the bus. I get to work. I put my head down. I crunch out projects. I work late. I'm tired. I go home. I go to bed and I repeat, 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 repeat. Listen, I'm all for building your career, working hard, doing great projects that are going to help people, but I don't want you to just get into a rhythm that's redundant and it's not moving you forward. You don't want to wing it in your career. You want to take steps every day to move you towards your goals, whatever they might be. Don't just do a master's program to get a credential, unless you're certain that you're going to like it and it's going to be helpful to where you want to go in your career. Don't pursue a career because it sounds neat. Try it out however you can, or at least interview people in that field. I want you to be more strategic about your career. I want you to make it a point to do that. The year's wrapping up here. And as you go forward, I want you to create some kind of dashboard for yourself so you could say, I'm going to be very strategic in how I invest my time every day. And if you do that, I think you're going to have success. This is your career and your life. You absolutely cannot wing this. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. Again, go to engineeringcareercoach.com. Look for episode 137. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.